to the prison I've worn shackles and chains But I've been freed and forgiven I'm not going back I'll never be the same That's why I sing All my hope is in Jesus Thank God that yesterday's gone All my sins are forgiven I've been washed by the blood Yep. Amen. Good. Amen. Yes. Yes. I was laughing when I went in there to talk to Ronnie. I was looking around at the floor and there's glitter everywhere, which anytime you use glitter, it's going to get everywhere. So I'm like, yep, they had Camp Hope and the craft had something to do with glitter. <laughs> Joy had them making worms. She explained them how the worms helped till our soul. Uh-huh. They were glow worms. Amen. Amen. It's beautiful. It's so nice. I bet your cooks were thrilled. I love you, Lord, for your mercy never fails me. All my days I've been held in your hands. From the moment that I wake up till I lay my head, I will sing of the goodness of God cause all my life you have been faithful of God I love your voice 
In darkest night, you were close like no other. I've known you as a father. I've known you as a friend. And I have lived in the goodness of God.
sweeter than honey sweeter than honey you are sweeter than honey Lord you are sweeter than honey sweeter than honey we have tasted and seen that you are good we have tasted and seen that you are song um, that I wrote probably 30 years ago and haven't done it much since then. I was just a little child. And how it came about was we were attending a church here in town and I was the worship leader of, of that church and Boy, it was like holding the lid on a pressure cooker. I mean, it was, I was just a little child. <laughs> I'd, I'd not dealt with that kind of thing going on. But we had become friends with the pastor and his wife. And the pastor called me on a Saturday night and said, Kay, I'm, I need you to, to hear God for in the morning. I'm going to turn the service over to you at a point in the service. And I just need you to hear God and, and speak what God is saying to you. And um, that's all he said. And I'm like, okay, I can do that. And so, God led me to the scripture that says, Moses, my servant, is dead. But, and I can't remember how the rest of it goes. I didn't look it up this morning. But the word that the Lord was giving the church is, it doesn't matter who is in leadership, our The family that he had created in that body could go on and prosper. And I'm like, hmm, okay. And then I started hearing this song that we're going to do. Be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Even as God, for Jesus' sake, has forgiven you. And it's out of Ephesians 4. And so, to make a long story short, I very nervously waited to be called up to the front. But before he called me up there, he resigned. <laughs> and he called me up to take over the pulpit. And he and his wife got up and walked out. <laughs> I, uh, we were all stunned. Nobody expected this. And, and people were crying because he was well loved by many in the congregation. And uh, he, was, he was the one that taught me a lot about moving in the spirit. Anyway, fortunately he did because I was able to hear what 
God was wanting me to tell the congregation. And I'd like to say that, you know, they listened, <laughs> but they didn't. <laughs> it's the, the, there was a lot of interesting times after that. And I'm not sure that the eldership put in place the man who was supposed to be there, but nevertheless, you live and learn. But this song we're going to talk about in just a little bit. And I'm going to try to remember the words to it. to one another, kind and tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Jesus' sake, has forgiven you. But he esteemed us worthy. He gave all that he had, loved us right down to the last. Can we do less for our sister and our brother? Be kind, kind to one another. Forgiving one another, even as God, for Jesus' sake, has forgiven you. Be followers of God like little children. It may be broken. Be kind, kind to one another, kind and tender hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Jesus' sake has forgiven you. Even as God for Jesus' sake has forgiven you.
because I do what the doctor tells me to do. Uh, what Okay, turn in your Bibles. Let me get my Bible over here. I'm going to be reading out of the NIV translation because... It's easier for me to understand, and I used to use NAS. I still love that translation because it's, it's really accurate as far as a translation goes, but um, my, my phone, the Bible on my phone has gotten all messed up. I can't get all the different translations that I used to get. So I'm going simple today, and we're going to start in the NIV, and I may go to the NAS. But what we're going to do is, if you have something to put, add to what we're saying, then say it. Um, Come get the mic. Ronnie, I mean, Mike, if, if you have something to add, Ronnie will get the mic and bring it to you. John, same with you. Okay? <laughs> well, it's, it's good for you. It's good for you. God has had me in Ephesians 4 for some time, and... It's a scripture that I've taught in in this Bible. I've got notes written all over it. um, But today, if I'm teaching or preaching or whatever, I like to have everything written out, notes and line upon line, because I just don't trust myself to remember but um, we don't really do that here. We um, try to follow Holy Spirit and what he's telling us to do. And Jack doesn't, isn't known for his notes. He may jot down a few, but, and he does pretty good that way. So I'm taking the leap of faith here and... <laughs> Yay. So we're going to start in the 17th verse of Ephesians 4, yeah. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord. I love Paul. He says, I'm not just telling you this. I'm insisting that you do what I tell you to do. I am your father in the faith. You need to listen and obey. That you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Hmm? Uh, Yeah, I mean, he doesn't stutter. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. So I'm going to stop there for a minute. And God has, um, he's been showing me you know, Sometimes we don't know how to help people or what the problem is. And 
I've just, I just realized that this is um, a symptom that, uh, that um, Paul has, sh- has been showing us as, so we know how to help people. How many, uh, how often have you run into a believer who looks like a really solid believer, but when you get to talking about things of the Spirit, they divert the conversation to an intellectual discourse on Scripture? You know what I'm talking about? You, you talk about, yeah, the Lord spoke to me and this happened and this happened. And, I, and they go, well, it says in Romans, blah, 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 da, 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 da. And they start, and they sound really spiritual because they know the scripture. What, what I have discovered just through the school of hard knocks and what this scripture is saying unless we live by the spirit move by the spirit go to Romans 8 and it talks about it a lot if you're of the Lord you will move by the spirit you will learn to move by the spirit And if you don't, you are becoming darkened in your understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that's in you due to the hardening of your hearts. They've lost all sensitivity to Holy Spirit. And they end up, the end result is they give themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity, and they are full of greed. This is what will happen if people don't allow Holy Spirit to move them and to teach them and to... There are things to experience in the Lord that we've not yet tapped we've not gotten there and Holy Spirit is available for every born again believer before I ever got baptized in the Holy Spirit Holy Spirit was with me keeping me alive to be honest and he was talking to me then when I got baptized in the Holy Spirit which is nothing more than just asking Holy Spirit to go from living in your spirit to living in all of you and regenerating your body your mind your liver your heart your whatever And it becomes easier to hear him and to feel him and to see him. But it's still a learning to learn to recognize when Holy Spirit is speaking, to learn to recognize when he is prompting you to do something. And that has to be something that we want to learn. Or we end up hard and insensitive. And if you see somebody who at one point was really active in church and in doing ministry even, then all of a sudden they blow up and they're, I mean, we've all seen it. We've seen it in this town. That didn't happen overnight. It happened because that person 
refused to allow Holy Spirit to take over. And so it became an intellectual thing to him. And then you just see they lose sensitivity. They give themselves over to sensuality, etc., etc. And so we don't want to be like that, right? We want, and it it's doesn't take. It's not rocket science. It's just getting still and talking to Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is with us day in, day out. And he has things to say to us. But we have to take time to listen to him. We have to get quiet and listen to him. And it's not always easy with the pace of life, but it's something that is very important that we do. Okay. Ronnie, you got something to add? Okay, so in verse 20, that, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to made new to be made new in the attitude of your minds and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. So there, there is a... One of the things that Holy Spirit will do as we become more sensitive to his presence and to... Uh, his leading is that he is he'll begin to speak to us tell us what we need to put off take off you know we put on attitudes and actions like the garments and carry them with us until we get so loaded down there's there's no freedom in God at all because we're carrying wrong things, things he never des- designed us to carry. He wants us to put on the new self and let the attitude of our minds be made new. That's the kicker. You, you have... You can change even your the things you do. But if you don't ask Holy Spirit to help you change your mind, your attitudes, then everything you do is corrupted by what's in your mind. So, again, we have to... We have to let Him... Be boss. Be boss. And tell us what we need to do. We, we can't see it. That's one thing I try to tell people when I'm taking them through deliverance. You know, you, you have authority to deal with whatever's in you. But for most of us, it's very difficult to see what's in us. 
it, it helps if you have someone from the outside looking in and going, okay, you've got this, or we need to deal with that. You've, you've got unforgiveness. You're, you've got anger. You're bitter. You're on and on. So most people don't deal with it because they don't see it. And so we need Holy Spirit to speak to us. Okay, verse 25. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor. For we are all members of one body. It's something if, if I mean, we're a small group. But I've been in large groups, and if they could ever get hold of this, that whatever you do or whatever you say affects the entire group. Because we're one. So, if you're doing something in secret... Don't think it's not infiltrating the group because that's just how it works. Do not let the sun go down while you are... Oh, whoops, wait. In your anger, do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you're still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. A lot of these things that people do are actually just giving the enemy a foothold in their lives. It doesn't say don't get angry. Although it's better for your blood pressure if you don't. But, he says, if, if you get angry, don't sin. Because if you do, if you hold on to it, let the sun go down. You're still mad. You're giving, you're in danger of giving the devil a foothold. Let me read this next verse and then I want you to say whatever you're hearing. Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work, doing something useful with their own hands, that they may have something to share with those in need. Now, I mean, you know, we pretty much know thou shalt not steal. You know, that's, don't do that. Just don't. But he says you need to work. Work with your hands. Not so you will prosper and have money to buy new cars and, you know, I mean, none of that is wrong. But your goal, your attitude, the attitude of your mind is to have something to share with someone who's in need. We get all twisted up in what our goals are supposed to be. Yes, your goal is to take care of your own, your family. But then to have enough left over to share with somebody else that is going through a hard time. That's our, that should be our goal for working. Ronnie? Take off. Here, take this. Well, as, as I'm sitting here thinking on this, Miss Kay, all I can say is it's a daily walk. I mean, he started out by letting him renew your mind 
your spirit every, every morning. I mean, and it's a practice. I mean, it's something that you have to practice at doing. You know, I'm, I'm reminded of where he said, write it down. So that others would see that they would know what God had done for you. Well, that's part of you growing in, in God is writing down and remembering what he has done and where he has brought you from. Now he said, give no thought of yesterday or tomorrow. So it's just a, a daily sacrifice unto God to, if you want the good, if you want his blessing upon your life, you know, as you was reading, I'm reminded, God God plainly tells us, if you have it to give, give it. Don't make them wait. What kind of God would he be if he made us wait? I mean, he's a known time God, ain't he? Always. So, and I love how God... Tells us to take care of our own. If we'd, we'd learn to do that, what a better life it would be, Miss Kay. <laughs> Within the body, I mean. What I'm trying to say is just what you've been saying. We are family. I recall so many times, and I'm sure Mike does too, my mom telling me, be careful who you run with. Because that's how you will be known, boy. That's what I mean. <laughs> Nearly every weekend I heard that, Miss Kay. Be careful who you run with. Well, that is so important. You run with a bunch of pigs, you're going to be known as a pig. It's just that plain. I mean... So God is just telling Paul to give us the, the perfect instruction here of how to walk us out, how to give it to him daily and let him, exactly, to rule and reign over us, to follow him in his perfect will. Anybody else? Nobody's looking at me. Okay. Let's go to verse 29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Okay. I run my mouth when I shouldn't. Before you say anything... You need to ask, is what you're going to say going to build up this person you're saying it to? What's their need that it may benefit those who listen? And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Man, I, he has thumped on me many times when I opened my mouth and spoke when I shouldn't have. And still, to this day, I still, he still corrects me, and I'm thankful for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so what we need to do is not speak so quickly. But think is this going to build up? Hmm. Yeah. Right. Yes. 
So it says in verse 31, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Whew, that's some ugly stuff. But he's telling Christians, get rid of this. Don't allow this to live in you. Deal with this. Yeah. Holy Spirit, help me. Help me, Lord. Okay, last verse. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Huh? That's a big one. Be kind to one another. You know, if we could just do that verse, a lot of this up above it would be taken care of. Yeah, we do. Yeah. And then you can get rid of the stuff that's tormenting you. It's one of the things that Forgiving yourselves, forgiving others. Be kind. Just be kind to people. There is not a lot of kindness out there. There's lots of people that go throughout their lives and never know what it is to be treated with kindness. No. But they are drawn to it. And I, I think this is one of the things that Jack is a very kind man. Thank God. And um, I think that's why little kids are drawn to him. They know he's safe. They sense that he is safe for them. And he is kind and he talks to them like they're important. But it's not just the little kids. In that coffee house, a lot of Justin's business is people coming in to say good morning to Jack. That's in his morning rush. I mean, it is bizarre. It's not quote-unquote Christians. It's not... I mean, from every walk of life, from the highest to the lowest, people come in to get a hug from Jack or to give him a hug. I think it's because he's kind. And people feel safe with him, just like little kids do. He's a man of God. But he doesn't have to act like he's a man of God. All he has to do, all he has to do is be kind. And it just flows out of him. I mean, the fact that he's a man of God soon becomes very evident. But many of them don't even know why they love him. But they do. I mean, I, I can't even tell you how many people in this town call him dad. And call me mom. And they <laughs> call me mom and I'm like, who are you again? But because I'm his wife, I become mom by default, you know. And since I wrote this song, I have seen a lot, both good and bad. And 
am firmly convinced that one of the biggest evangelistic tools that we have is just to be kind. And not, not just evangelistic tools, but a brother or sister in the Lord. Man, again, I go back because I've done a lot of deliverance. And one of the things that we look for are word curses that's been spoken over someone. Like if a kid is called stupid by his parents, kid, there's something in kids that they are... Um, they are bound to become what their parents call them. It's just so, it's not unusual to find a child who has been called stupid having problems with grades because they think they, they can't. Someone that should be honoring them has told them that they, they can't learn. Same way with your bad, you're so bad, you never amount to nothing. They're honor bound. It is, but the kids don't know that. And they are bound to become what their parents speak over them. Or what their teachers speak over them. Or on and on. And so we have to find, we look for those things. What were you called when you were little? What, was, what were the hurts? What were the things... And we break that and get rid of it so they don't have to live under it anymore. But the biggest thing, usually, especially if a person has been in church for lots of years, the biggest word curse we deal with are from Christians, out of Christians' mouths. Christians are horrible to each other. So harsh, so self-righteous, so vindictive. And they think they're doing it all in the, out of, out of love, out of instruction from God. And I just don't ever want to be a part of a church again where that happens. I want to be a part of a fellowship, and I am, where there's kindness, where we're kind to one another and to the people that come in. Whether they come in for one service or they come in to stay, doesn't matter. Kindness, kindness is so important. Tenderhearted, forgiving one another. Sure. Okay, so 
Let's pray. Father, I thank you for your word and how it comes alive to us every time we read it. We could read the same scripture over and over and over and see something new that you're saying to us every time. Lord, I I ask that you help our attitudes to be right, to be pleasing to you. Holy Spirit, we know we need you. And I ask that you make us sensitive to your moving, to your working, to your speaking, so we can be obedient to what you want us to do. Lord, help us to be kind. Kind to our brothers and sisters. Kind to those who aren't our brothers and sisters. Lord, help us as we walk among the people of this city to be your representatives, to be the representatives of what you're like and how you treat people. Lord, I pray for Jack. I just speak healing over him in the name of Jesus. Lord, I know that he is in your hands and I am comfortable with that. But Lord, I just ask that your angels continue to surround him. I thank you for this man of God. Lord, I pray for the rest of the congregation of Four Rivers that weren't able to be here today. I pray that this next week would be a productive week for all of us. And we just speak blessing into each one of their lives. And I thank you for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.